0: Maliki So last week I was talking about forgiveness as being a very important part of uh, moving forward on the spiritual path. And we study Allah's names to help us understand from Allah's point of view how he sees these things. And with Allah, one of Allah's names is actually three names. We start with Al Ghafur. Uh, let me read this and then we'll talk about it. And of course, the cat wants to talk about it as well.
1: Oh, wow. Lunch is Ill. Yeah. Well, she must be happy today.
0: Yes. He is the most forgiving one. An aspect of forgiveness is to hide our faults and treat them as if they had never existed. Allah displays that generosity through all dimensions of this name. There are three meanings to the forgiveness of Allah. Three separate Related divine attributes. Al-Gafar, Al-Gafir, and al ghafur al ghafir is his hiding of hiding his servants' shameful acts in order that they be able to live with each other, have faith in each other, and be able to depend on, love, and respect each other. Otherwise, if Allah's al ghafir in his mercy, did not hide our faults, our adverse opinions, ugly thoughts, and hateful feelings, everyone would run away from everybody else. It could be neither a society nor a single family. Next, Allah al ghafur hides our faults in the realms of the spirits and angels, just as he does in the human realm. The angels see things we cannot see in this world, as well as cats. Allah hides our faults from them so that we will not be ashamed in the hereafter. And through this name, we may find the same respect and closeness from the spirits and the angels from whom our sins are hidden by Allah al-Gafur, that his forgiveness has permitted us among other people. And then Allah's name Al-Gafar is the most encompassing in forgiveness. A person whose faults are hidden from others is saved from being ashamed in front of them, but they may be still ashamed of themselves within themselves. Everyone has a degree of conscience which suffers from their actions. Allah Al-Gafar in his mercy, hides a person's faults even from themselves and makes them forget in order to alleviate their suffering. There's Al-Gafir, the veiler of our faults from the eyes of other people. Al-Gafur, who keeps the knowledge of our faults from the angels. And Al-Gafar, who relieves us from the suffering of continual remembrance of our own faults so this idea about forgiveness we started talking about it last week I'd like to continue talking about it and how we can move forward in our life in dealing with our regrets our grudges our vent revenges and and guilt
2: and shame so, does this bring up anything for anybody? Yeah. So, it's like,
3: so it's like shame, guilt. Um, it has to do with the ego?
0: Yes. Uh, We're going to call the ego... I'm uh, think of it in a larger factor of there's our true self, which is not connected with the ego. And then there's what we Sufis call nefs. And nefs are the accumulation of habits and um, preferences and biases that we pick up from our family, our culture, and our friends they are not truly us they're just things that we've learned and what we're trying to do in fighting our nefs we're trying to recognize where our bad habits lie and change them one at a time that's pretty much the uh the path of what we call the peaceful warrior you're fighting against your worst enemy yourself because you know yourself really well and you know how to rationalize and how to make excuses for ourselves. so when when we do zikr both personal and in group zikr we begin with uh bismillah uh saying in the name of allah the most merciful the most compassionate and we say that that's the beginning of how everything comes to be, through that duality of compassion, and let's call it uh, uh, compassionating, the, the nurturing and the protection of that nurturing. And then we say, That's the second thing that we do in our zikr, which is saying, please forgive me Allah. This is in the very beginning of doing our personal and group zikrs because it's like ablution, washing, cleaning yourself, wudu. The idea of taking a look at yourself and going, this part of me, I'm still holding a grudge against a family member or a friend or somebody who slighted us or who we slighted. We carry these things around in these uh, garbage bags of remembrance. And we try, and what we're talking about here with uh, Gafir is that we hide them from ourselves or Allah hides them
2: from us so we don't get (laughs) too depressed and get uh, uh and become
0: angry and, and bitter so this is all from the point of love that Allah loves us and wants us to know ourselves and to know Allah and so this is one of the mm, barriers that we have to pass through to become cleaner to become um less worried, less stressed. And the only way to do that is to examine ourselves and be objective about what our habits are. And very often the habits we pick up, we learn from
2: our parents and our culture. For example, um, in
0: uh, some cultures, the father getting drunk and beating his wife and children is something that is you know is abusive however if we experience this as children we then learn from from this kind of interaction that that's what it means to be a man and that's what it's like to deal with anger that that's how you do that when you become an adult and begin to take the responsibility on of like, I have to deal with this. If I'm gonna have children, or if I'm gonna have a family, this has to stop. I have to take responsibility for my words and actions. This is when an adult becomes begins to become mature. Just because you're an adult doesn't make you mature.
2: I've known 12 year olds who were more mature than a lot of the adults that I've met. So taking a look at this and being objective on our own and taking
0: responsibility for our bad habits and our regrets helps clean us of our nefts. There's no end to the nefts. They continue on through our life because we're human beings. Part of being a human being is learning to grow and learning to be flexible. And learning to deal with paradoxes and rec- recognizing that we are a mm, ganglia of paradoxes. We have this monkey suit, and yet we have this angelic spiritual side to us. Okay, I'll stop there. Questions, comments? did you,
4: you want to say hello now? Good. Hello.
0: Hi, Emily. Pretty good. I've been waiting very
4: patiently to say hello to you.
0: <laughs> well, Emily, it is a pleasure to see you and to talk to so you. Can't
4: you can't eat. You're going to hear. Yeah. Sorry, say that again.
0: Hello. Sorry. Yeah. It's such a pleasure to see you again, Emily. You
4: look Aww. very good. There you go. He says hello me. back. Yeah. Okay, we're going we're gonna to go on mute now. Okay, so they can't hear us anymore. Okay?
1: So, Sheikh, what if you can't, you know, there's certain circumstances that run so deep, and if you can't forgive, then what happens?
0: Sometimes you have to just give it to Allah. You say, listen, I don't know what to do with this, Allah. Please take this and take this burden from me.
1: But then can one have guilt about not forgiving?
0: Yes, of course. This is, <clears throat> guilt is a tool in its purest sense. Guilt and shame help us to look at ourselves and change for the better. That's a tool. However, what we do in our families and cultures is weaponize those and turn them into manipulation so if anybody's ever been grown up either Catholic or Jewish you know the guilt tool it's quite effective if you want to control people but in in its pure sense it's just to help us know when we've made a mistake And uh, the idea of guilt in in this, in this pure sense is I need either to forgive this person or to be forgiven, to forgive myself. <coughs> and this is taking responsibility for it because otherwise you're carrying up around a weight.
4: <coughs> Question, Shreik? Yes. What if um, what about when it's either yourself or another person? Uh, like, there's a, there's a sorry and a wish not to do it again, but it just keeps happening and happening and happening and happening, happening. And it's sort of like you do forgive, but then it's sort of like re hurting over and over again. How do you, how does one deal with that situation?
0: Okay, that requires uh, a clarity of intention. Yeah. In other words, you have to go okay this isn't going away, I'm going to have to approach this strategically
2: Mm. and
0: objectively and I may need help. Mm. It may require a tool that you haven't used before. Mm. We have a lot of tools at our disposal, but <clears throat> Part of our habit is thinking that we can do everything ourselves.
2: Mm. Yes,
0: and that's uh, that's not sane. Hmm. That's crazy. So
4: maybe widening out the um the sort of strategic toolbox a bit.
0: Yeah, and looking around to see what other people have done. In other words, what you want to do is yeah. What's successful? How does who, yeah, who has been successful at this? Just a second, I water, Run. Oh,
2: Go
0: ahead, Joelle.
2: You can talk. <coughs> I'm
5: just thinking about what the shock shake.
1: Joelle, do you know you're a silhouette?
5: Silhouette.
1: Yes, you okay. like the shadow. Uh,
5: okay.
1: the light
0: is behind. I
5: think it's yeah, uh, all right.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: So there's lots of tools available, but we don't know about them until we start to look for them. Uh, and you know, there's things like therapy. Uh, all and there's all kinds of therapies. There is meditation. There's Uh, sports and arts. There's creativity that can be used if uh, applied appropriately, uh, just as you can with any kind of sports or uh, art of any kind. But what I'm saying is, if it isn't working, then you're going to have to find somebody who has succeeded in how they did it.
4: Yeah, so whether that's like a habit or dealing with like an external bully or whatever it is, you know, however that works.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: Um, and, and this is where you, know, you think of this in the in forms of alchemy, of like the process. Part of the process is actually making that intention to want to change this. Because I know for me, there's a lot of things that I would like to change, but another part of me is going. I don't want to change that. And this is <laughs> this is where. So how uh,
4: do you change that part?
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because we're our
0: own worst enemy. <clears throat> and we'll find. What was where, that? Sorry. Uh, we're our own worst enemy.
4: Yes. Yeah.
0: And if we, if part of us is conflicted oh. we're making attention saying the right thing to do is to find a way through this, but then another part of us is going, But I don't wanna then there's gonna Yeah, it
4: feels like sometimes you're fighting a battle but the enemy has a spy in your like strategy tent. <laughs>
0: That's right. And
4: they know everything that you're trying to do, and when you're going to do it, and what you want. That's right.
0: So, <laughs> so it's so like, it's is, a very
4: difficult kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it, it is. So part of this is learning how you learn, how you grow, and how you work with the tools that you're given. And one of those is understanding yeah. that some deaths require a great deal of time because you have to go through some other routines before you get to that specific thing, and it may dissipate by doing these other things first. Yeah. But it's also, what I'm I'm also trying to say is, part of the overcoming the naps is making the intention and being clear about that, and then, being objective and saying, okay, is there anybody in in my world that is objecting to me going forward with this? And why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: Because that must be it, right? There must be a reason exactly. why that wants to continue. Or if it's, I mean, I'm starting to see it as no different, the internal and the external. Like there's also people on the outside have reasons for why they do what they do as well.
0: Yes. And you're not going to, you can't tell somebody to change.
4: No, but you can try and sometimes if you understand it better, it's easier to forgive or deal with or work around.
0: Exactly. As what happens with, for example, our parents, at some point we go, Mm -hmm. Oh, they're just people. Mm -hmm. They were doing, they're trying to do their best with what they had. They didn't know yeah. better. I can't blame them. But you have to get to a certain point and probably many hours of therapy to get to. Are you to- sure you can't? <laughs> I don't know.
4: <clears throat> Surely you can blame them a little bit, right? No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it doesn't do any good. What do you think, Jawad? Yeah. Um
5: so personally Shaykh, I, I do sort of uh, uh suffer from a layered ego, right? which 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 you try to overcome um and uh and causes a lot of problems for me as well i i i think part of it maybe genetic part of it is what what i've learned of i i think there is a so there is a deep uh desire to look good and uh be good enough right and i think that drives a lot of behaviors that uh and reactions that i could probably do away with uh right so the way i react to things are driven by how i see myself in my own eyes and and if it doesn't sort of fulfill that i react quite strongly uh, um, and uh, and it's it's damn difficult to overcome that yeah?
2: right okay good i
5: haven't found a solution
0: right the thing is is that with nests you have to kind of dismantle them and take care of them one at a time because you may it may look like one big thing but i believe it's made up of lots of parts yeah and these parts come from different places and different people and different cultures and trying to assemble them and and to say i don't want to have that anymore is not good enough you have to you have to really go in and be surgical into where did this start and then recognizing well there's various points that this is connected to and these different points create this self-image for example but that's made up of all these other mirrors as well so what you're seeing isn't real but you accept that it's real and because you've done it for so long you take it as that's reality yeah to take start taking that apart means that you have to be willing to go to that place where it's kind of like i i don't know what's going on here this is not familiar to me Mm. that's outside your known comfort box. But that means which
4: is you you're s- growing yeah and sometimes- would you say that trying to uh, sorry
0: get a on yeah,
5: something that it like it's it's uh, it's in a circuit, right you keep on running in a circle. mm mm-hmm. Chasing your own tail, right? So you dismantle a few things. Of course, come back to the same thing. Uh, But
0: but that's what I'm saying too. Is that
5: that uh,
0: your intention is important? Yeah. If your focus is, I want to overcome this, then it's going to take. It may take years, but you keep your focus and your intention clear. Things will begin to become um easier to see and then easier to deal with but it requires you you you're going through the onion skin
2: yeah. you're
0: de- you're drilling down and yeah. the, the first things are like oh I I don't need this I can do that but as you go deeper it becomes more subtle <coughs> and a little bit older until you come to things like well when I was 4 years old this happened, and that little piece of trauma or embarrassment or whatever it was plays out in your later life as part of part of a, a larger puzzle. But it's mm-hmm. just a piece.
2: Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mui What were you saying?
4: Oh, uh, I was saying. um is it it's part of the intention thing, being able to imagine something different because when you were just talking, I was like, wow, imagine, you know, it's almost scary to imagine that the nafs not being there sometimes, Like, Because it's so, it'd be so different. You know, if you say, well, if I don't do, if I don't have that habit, then what, what do I do? Who am I? You know, like, that's right. If I change, if I change that, then 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 what happens? And, and it's, it's like at least at least I know what goes on if I keep doing this. <laughs> you know, right. it so, may not be pleasant, but at least I know what it is.
0: Exactly. Um, so the whole idea about doing fighting the nafs and becoming more yourself, more authentic, has to be done gradually and with a strong foundation in reality, and that you're building slowly and, and smartly. You're doing this wisely. That's why having, having others around and having the shake around as a kind of uh, mirror and uh, something to bounce back from so that you have some kind of objectivity. Because if you do it all within yourself, who knows what you'll end up with
4: so that's the the chasing the tail thing really isn't it because yeah. if the only reference point is your is your own world then then that's just going to be nafs again yeah, there's no, there's no because problem. you can't see it from the outside
0: exactly so that's yeah. why we talk about in sufism the inner and the outer zahir and batin, of being able to balance those so that you have a spiritual life and you have a physical material life, but they're in balance. There's one that's not over occluding the other.
5: Does, it, does, a, does disconnecting from the world help you in your struggle? Because, and their example, I think Jesus spent 40 days in the desert and mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. Fighting the devil, maybe it's his own nafs that he's...
0: Okay, well, let's let's ask people who have done it. Mui and Rukaya have done
2: retreats. Right, yeah. So,
0: Yes.
4: The 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 retreat gives you insights, because you can see things more clearly without the distractions. But if you stay there and you don't do anything with that information, then nothing changes. So, you have to go back out after you've gone in and do something about it. Otherwise, it's just a waste of time.
2: Yeah.
0: Balance. Yeah, mm. The idea of this balance, uh, as well as, you know, the way I look at it is Allah has provided us examples of what this looks like. For example, a tree. A tree has roots, and it has branches and leaves that go up into the sky and, and eat light to nourish it. However, no roots, the tree falls over in the first storm. The deeper the roots,
6: the higher the tree.
0: So, dealing, dealing with... With the idea, one of the tools that you have is forgiveness. So I'm talking about this today because the, by being able to forgive others and yourself, you're clearing away some of the dirt
2: that
0: uh, covers the heart.
2: And then,
0: like, and is known ever since there's been and, uh, people that that you you have to. You have to confess. You have to say what the problem is and say it and articulate it. You can't just imagine it. You have to tell somebody else that you are sorry or that you did something because otherwise it just stays in the chest and covers the heart. And what we're trying to do is polish the heart and get rid of any of the grime and sewage that accumulates because of our habits.
5: Yeah. Sure, what about the people who, who have a sudden spark of, we are we talking about? How, all we are talking is hard work, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Working on yourself, mm-hmm. uh, going to the- You don't risk. have to. But if you look at the spiritual sort of uh, stories, it's mm-hmm. like some people did get over it in us, right? Some, no. Something- Oh, that's at least what you read or hear, right?
0: Yeah, that's not reality.
4: Yeah. Follow those people up for a few years and see what happens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's it's
4: constant work. Speaking personally, that happened to me when I was like sixteen. That, you know, woo everything's fixed, you know? Yeah. Everything's amazing. I'm at one with the universe, you know. That's the beginning. <laughs> And then everything else is working back towards that.
0: It's, yeah, it's kind. Of, the way I look at it, it's kind of like get a taste, and you go, Yeah, that's what I want. Nothing else tastes like that. How do you get more of that? And then you try all these <laughs> other things and go, No, no, yeah. no, no, that, and you go, That, and that's what drives you, and what helps you overcome all the other stuff, but to get it, you know, mm. <clears throat> the idea of nirvana and enlightenment oh, okay. is, is just kind of a doorway. It's kind of like, okay, you made it through there. That's nice. Continue.
2: If you stop, next, then, <laughs> then that's, that's not it anymore. You lost it. Questions? Does
4: that help you, Molly? Yes, it does. I have a supplementary question, but I'll let other people have a go first because I've been hogging.
3: Um. Yes, I have. I have a question. Yes. So you you mentioned Nirvana, um, and enlightenment. Those are. Just the doorway. So my question is what's on the other side?
2: <laughs> ah
4: I'd that's a good question.
0: <laughs> I give you what the Zen Master say. Before Enlightenment
2: chopping wood carry water. After enlightenment, chopping wood carry water.
4: Same, same, but different.
5: Is so, it so? I think in Hindu Vedas or something, somebody was telling me they say that we are stuck between regrets of the past and fear of the future. Oh, that's, yeah. So that's is Nirvana getting over that?
0: Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, for a while, yeah. then new stuff comes in.
5: Yeah, but getting over that sort of a lube, regrets of the past oh, okay. and fears of the future—if you, if you beat them, would yeah. that be nirvana?
0: Because yeah, because the,
5: you're in a perfect.
0: Yeah, but you're a person. You're you're going to pass through different modes of awareness. You're never in a steady state of a mode. Yeah. You know, Jake. Was... I think
4: Amelie wants to um, see wants you to see her blowing the whistle. If you could just quickly watch, quick, do it. She's trying to show off for you. Yes. Sorry to interrupt. Go for it. Go on. Emily. Quick. Ooh.
0: Yeah. You did it. That's fantastic. Good job.
4: Say thank you. Say thank you. Thank you. There
0: we
4: go. <laughs> okay. Sorry to interrupt.
0: That's okay. Uh, the question. Oh, yeah. So what, what, Okay. besides there is no steady state that we have we could not hold anything for very long because we're in time and we're we're limited as human beings we have stuff that happens that we have to take care of this changes our awareness to deal with these things secondly what you're talking about is time how a human from a specific culture, looks at time. In some cultures, there's no word for tomorrow. In some cultures, time is thought of in different ways, as like moons or seasons. Also, at a certain awareness, you realize everything is. You become completely present, there's only now. Hmm that experience, that's part of Hakika. So if we have these these, way, these levels of awareness of Sharia, okay, this is how things are supposed to go. Tareka, this is why things are supposed to go this way. Hakika, this is how, this is the reality of things doing this way. Marifat is being in that place of being completely present. So we pass through these things as we move through life. If you can reach a steady state of being present, that's fantastic. But that's what all this other work is about Mm -hmm. and what it's for is to become more present and less um, uh, a puppet of your culture and family and senses of time and place.
2: Yeah. Does that answer your question, Isa? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And for you, Yasmin, does that help
0: what I said earlier?
2: Um, yes,
1: Sheikh, it does, but it, it it takes. You know what I'm talking about. There are just certain issues you just can't let. You can't forgive. You know those instances, and and I think I'll I'll try that. You know, maybe just hand it over. Yeah. Instead yeah. of trying to struggle.
0: Yeah. The first thing you do is you ask Allah to help you. You say, Allah, please help me to forgive. The, in this situation and see if anything comes if nothing, then you go. Okay. Allah, I don't know what to do with this You take it because I absolutely Have no idea how this is supposed to work In which case by letting go of it and giving it to Allah you are also beginning the process of forgiveness
1: That helps thank you.
0: Yeah Yeah and, And this also goes, you know, probably the hardest thing to do is to forgive our parents. Because, you know, they only had what they had to work with. And they had their parents. And sometimes in families, the same thing just goes on forever. You know, it's being handed down and learned. And until you say, the buck stops here, and you you do what you need to do, you just carry on this parasite of abuse, or whatever it is.
5: Is this more like karma, cyclical? Does it become genetic? Yeah,
0: in a way, but the idea is you can choose to to leave it. That's different than karma. So, uh, I have a short Sufi story from the What About My Wood book. It is well known among those who follow the Sufi path that Allah's greatest name, the Isma'i Azam, is a very powerful and well-kept secret. When someone makes a prayer invoking this name, whatever they want happens. There was once a dervish who wanted to know the Isma' i Azam. The sheikh said to him, "All right, go to the city gate, and by the entrance to the castle, you will see a man with a cart hauling things in and out. His name is Hassan. You can ask him about the Isma' i Azam. He knows." The dervish immediately proceeded to the city gate, and sure enough. There was a man with a cart by the castle entrance. The dervish approached him and said, are you Hassan? Yes, I am, the man replied as he walked toward the castle door. Hassan inadvertently crossed very close in front of the guard who was stationed at the portal. The guard flew into a rage and started beating pure poor Hassan mercilessly. Hassan did not try to defend himself, but apologized to the guard and asked his forgiveness. The guard finally relented and let Hassan go. The Dervish, meanwhile, was witnessing all this and thinking to himself, Now, wait a minute. If this guy knows the Ismi Azam, how come he let himself get beat up like this? Uh, maybe I got the wrong guy. Why didn't he just use the Ismi Azam and destroy the whole castle? Hassan then turned to him
2: and said, son, if I thought like you, they would not have given me the Izmir So what do you think that is about? I like that one. <laughs> yes,
4: this is one of my favourite Sufi stories.
3: <laughs> I think it's about compassion.
0: Okay, how so?
3: Meaning enduring the ignorance of yeah. uh, the person who was beating him.
0: Oh, good. I like it. Nice. Good job, Isa.
3: Yeah. I think he was I think he was able to do it because his I think he was able to do it because while he was being beaten, I think his his awareness expanded beyond himself. So like he was in the present moment in his body but he was also witnessing and being a witness to that other person and holding space yes so, so that's what I think he, he was capable of doing he saw because of movement. his power yes he's able to do that and has a protection with him because of being able to do to do it
0: yes excellent
4: He had, um, power over himself, so he didn't need to have power over others. good.
0: Very good.
2: Alameen,
5: what do you think? Um, yeah, for me, it was the, uh, judgment, um, how, uh, the dervish, uh, was judging. He thought he knew, but he didn't really know, um, and the other thing of, of being, being worthy, um, yeah, being able to, obviously, the Hassan was at a, reached a, a level of maturity and development that, um, yeah, he didn't sell himself.
2: Hmm. Mm hmm. Rakaya?
6: just thinking what Mui was saying, basically, like, yeah, if you can see the reality of the situation outside of just your little bubble, then that's much more powerful than just the the standard ego thought of, um, yeah, I'm right. I'm always right, of course. Like, why wouldn't I be right? (laughs) Good. Yes. It's not like I intended to go that close to you. It happened, but I didn't intend, so therefore I have no problem. Like, but no, <laughs> it's like, no. Uh,
4: hang on one second. Uh, sorry, guys, I've got to go. I'll see you later. Yeah. Bye. Salaam, Salaam alaikum. Bye. Salaam. And Yasmin, what do you think?
0: Your thoughts?
1: Um, I I think it's... um. It's really important about thinking of the other person, you know, and not always trying to interpret things from one, you know, your own thoughts or your own beliefs, you know. Um, And I think personally, I think this happens a lot in life that we form judgment. Based on what we think, but not necessarily trying to find out what the other person is thinking.
0: Let me me read to you what um, Sheikh Tanner says about the story. The knowledge you are seeking is not cheap. If the reward is a law, the price is. You. Allah is not going to give you something that you don't deserve. The goal is Allah, not the Ismiyazam. Mm-hmm. And and that applies in so many different ways, like even uh, in both the things that we say, the things that we do, and in also creative things, when the thing that is not done has more power. In creativity, that which is withheld triples in power or significance the empty space. So, something to think about, huh? Jawad, anything you want to add?
5: I think the same sort of... I was thinking on the same lines, probably what Shaftana is. Sometimes, it's not... So you don't get things because you want them in this way you... Get things when you deserve them. And by the time mm. you deserve them, the importance of that you were desiring probably fades away because you get beyond a point where you see that was not important that, yeah.
0: Right. Right.
6: Good. Yeah. Yes, excellent. Everybody did. That's very good. Good answers. I was just thinking, Shay, when you were saying about the um <clears throat> with what's not said is, has power and stuff. And I was just thinking about, um, cause we're, we've been doing the new packaging for the, um, the tea. Um, and we were just trying to cram all this information in and then our designer was like, no negative space, like blank space has a lot of power because it just, and I'm just thinking about it more now. And it's like, the more you leave space for, um, other people's ideas and opinions to come out you're not controlling the situation you're allowing to be individual and that's especially true in even like writing and um any fiction basically because it's it's kind of like there's there's a big difference between reading a book and watching the watching the film the film tells you everything the book, you're allowed to have your own ideas of what the characters might be looking like or how they sound or anything else, and then you get a personal experience of it.
0: Yes. The book has better special effects.
6: <laughs> Personalised special effects. Exactly. Yes. But it, it allows other people to have opinions and and ideas and everything, which is quite important when it's... a uh, um, a normal interaction because I know that I have a, a tendency to jump on things and tell someone how to do things and whatever and I'm learning that I have one way which was taught to me by one person and it is very limiting and not thinking about other people and why they do things a certain way and what their experiences are. It's really hard when you live in your own little bubble and you can't get out of that bubble and you have to really like push as hard as you can against your own naps and everything to be able to see outside of the box that you're stuck in.
0: Yeah. You might even think about it in terms of architecture. Mm. You know, who, who are you letting in and where can people go in your, you know, in your space. Uh, create Creatively I talk to composers in terms of architecture, do you let listeners come in or do you just push them, music at them? Mm. You know it's the same with design, the same with art um, and, and writing and everything. You have to think about these things. Like, where where does the listener come in? Where does Allah fit in? Mm. To your look. All right. Anything else? Okay. Aizbulahim Rashatana Rajim, Bismillah Rahman Rahim, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alamin, Rahman Rahim, Maliki Yomadin, Iyakina Bodoa, Iyakina Stain, Idin Aserata Mustakim, so next week, everybody here for Zikr. And Isa, book your flight. Yes. Book your flight. <laughs> awesome. Either that or we'll send our Sufi bus over to Aruba and we'll do Zikr there too.
6: Oh. That would be a pretty funky zikar.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, well thanks for joining us. And I'll see everybody. Let me know if you have any questions. We'll talk. Thank you for being here. Asalaamu alaikum. Alaikum,
1: salam Salaam. Shukran, Salaam. alaikum. Alaikum asalaam.
0: Shaikam ja everyone. Have a great And July 6th. Bye everyone. Bye. Really bye. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Thank you,
1: Yasmin. Assalamu oh, Sheikh. Thank you. Pleasure.
0: <laughs> Salaam Alaikum, readers, Seekers, Curious and Interested Listeners. We appreciate you and are happy to share our Sufi message. Your donation will help support our Sufi Center in Sydney where we do Zikr, Sobet, spiritual counseling and healing services. We believe the message should be free. But it costs equipment, rental services, software and hardware to get this to you. So thank you for choosing our podcast among all the millions available. If you go to our website AnsariSufiOrder.org you will be able to donate through PayPal whatever you think this information is worth to you. Blessings and love the Australian
2: Ansari Sufi Order.